It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. of the nightcap here on VSIN alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. I'm trying to win back those cigar bets I lost last year. I'll get them to you Friday. We'll have a nice ceremony. I'll get you your cigars. But I'm up for nothing. How about this? Can you find uh, somebody on the Golden State team that's supposed to be like a, a future Hall of Famer? I don't know. You told me that the roster was better, Sean. So I, I, I. Can I take that back? Nope. You you said it during the show. You you know you gave me that look like whose roster is better? Yeah, one sixteen one hundred. The final over hits Celtics cover that crazy stat. We need to find it when the series when the point spread is six or less in the NBA Finals since two thousand eleven. Uh, the point spread has not mattered. The winner is sixty five zero and one. I believe is that exact total. Maybe our next guest uh, knows that. I know our next guest who uh, if you read his write up on Veasan today. Go down to the bottom after all his analysis. It said, best bet, Celtics minus three and a half. I was there with him, and uh, we were both on the series, and he was a believer in this Celtics team way before I was, and it is Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, of course, co-host of The Edge as well uh, here on VEASAN. Uh, I want to start with the MVP market uh, because I saw your tweet, and I'm with you. Uh, both you and I have Jalen Brown tickets to win I also have a Marcus Smart ticket, hundred to one. I don't think that's coming home, JVT. But uh, what what's your expectation after three games of what this future, the NBA Finals MVP market will look like with the Celtics up th- uh, two games to one? Well, I I don't have to tell you what we think it'll look like. We do know what it looks like now, Tim, since okay. we spoke a couple of seconds ago. Tatum plus one fifteen, Stephen Curry plus one ninety, Jalen Brown plus three forty, and then a massive gap after that. You get Smart thirty three to one, Derek White fifty to one, Al Horford fifty five to one. These numbers, courtesy of FanDuel, uh, who are the first to post this. Uh, look, I'll say this: um, with this kind of a market, you're going to see the name always be at the top, and that would be, of course, Jason Tatum. Um, I think that if you have watched the first three games of this series and specifically the two wins for the Boston Celtics, um, I would say there's no question that the more consistent player over the course of these two games for Boston has been Jalen Brown as opposed to Jason Tatum. Uh, I do worry 
that writers and the people who vote for this, and I think what it's seven in uh, in total, will look at game two and see 28 points and not realize the plus minus of minus 36 and how awful Chatham was in, on defense in that game. Um, but I do think that if you've actually watched this series on a possession-to-possession basis, Jalen Brown uh, has been the most valuable player for the Boston Celtics. So still got faith in this 13-to-1 ticket that he's going to come through. Uh, but I don't think it's, it's I don't think it's wildly surprising that Tatum's the favorite to win it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, it makes sense. I, I thought the fourth quarter, his facilitating, you know, the points. I, it, it makes sense why he would be the favorite. But I'm with you. I mean, look, I, I'm biased too. I got the 15-to-1 here at Circa, so hopefully we can get that on home. You know, after three games, uh, we've seen the zigzag, right? The Celtics win game one, the Warriors win game two, Celtics win game three. Um, you look at the market right now, it is now popped to four in favor of the Celtics. What adjustments, in your opinion, do the Warriors need to make come Friday night to even this thing back up and to send it back to Golden State tied at two? You know, I, like I'm not entirely sure what the adjustment is, Tim, outside of like I, like getting guys to play better. I just like when you look at like this, like what what transpired today, right? And one of the things that was driving me crazy about Boston in this game today was the drop coverage on on these picks with for Steph Curry, right? And Curry was taking advantage in the third quarter. He was hitting them left and right, taking just stepping into open space and hitting threes. And I, I what, what drove me crazy about it is obviously you're giving space to Steph Curry, one of the better, best shooters of all time. But at the same time, you can kind of talk yourself into logically accepting them playing that coverage against Curry if the guy who's defending Curry is actually coming up under those pretty hard because, like, when you're coming off of a pick and roll for the Golden State Warriors, who's going to beat you outside of Steph Curry, right? Like, when you're looking around, you're thinking, like, uh, yeah, you know, like Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson. Like, I keep saying this about the Warriors. They have a bunch of shot makers, sure, but they don't have shot creators. Curry's their only guy. And so when you say, like, what's the adjustment, like, does Clay Thompson become a better shot creator and more consistent? I don't think so. I mean, we've seen him throughout this entire postseason. It's been peaks and valleys for Clay Thompson. Does Jordan Poole become less of a defensive liability and all of a sudden find some consistency and ability to overtake some of his size mismatches that he's up against? I mean, look at Poole and just any other matchup that he's facing. And Marcus Smart, he's given up an inch and about 15 to 20 pounds. And then you just go on from there and how much smaller he is in a lot of those matchups. Andrew Wiggins is not a shot creator. He's better off. Off ball and he's great as a catch and shoot threat, but you're not going to give it to him and allow him to work. So I, I think when we're talking about adjustments here for Golden State, like you know, Steph Curry not being in foul trouble, does that help? Sure. Uh, Draymond Green not acting like a jackass throughout the entire game, does that help? Sure. Uh, but I, I think at the end of the day, when you're watching Boston just get to the rim almost at will because they're the bigger, stronger team, like I'm not sure entirely what the adjustment is to make this so that the Warriors can win not only in game four, but like, you know, three out of the next whatever games to win this series. We're talking once again to Jonathan Von Tobel at MeJVT on Twitter is where you can find him. Also catch him uh, every weekday here on the network with The Edge, him and Matt Humans, and check out his write-ups, of course, on vcin.com. He had one up today, and uh, he had the Celtics lay in the three-and-a-half as they take a 2-1 series lead. Um, you know, As for the total, uh, you know, game two goes under, games one and three go over. I love that it's under in game two uh, because, you know, I know a resource that we use, Shot Quality, uh, said, you know, that 120-108 score wasn't really indicative. The pace that they're playing at, now, you have to take into effect that, you know, 34 points in the fourth quarter. Right now, how do you feel like the pace has been in this series? Because you're looking at the, the market now kind of readjust to where it was JVT for game two as Circa has posted a 215 and a half. 
Yeah, I think I mean, it's been elite shot making for the most part because this has actually been a kind of slow to, uh, pace. Uh, today, again, we're talking about under 94 possessions. I think, if I remember correctly, I'll have to go back and double check, but I think all three of these games have been under uh, 94 possessions. So it's not like these guys are sprinting up and down the court uh, and you know playing with like elite lightning quick pace. Uh, they're just really playing with some high efficiency on offense. We've seen throughout these three games, Boston has shot um, over 40% from three in all three of these games, right? So when you're looking at it from that perspective, like pace, <laughs> pace isn't really going to get you, uh, right? It's can this efficiency slow down at some point? And it hasn't really been the case. And, and excuse me, uh, not 40% today for the Celtics. It was 37.1. But still, as we know, it's a really good uh, clip in terms of three-point shooting. And these are this is why, Tim, like when you go back to that first game and a lot of people kept talking about like oh, Boston's not going to shoot like that again. I think we need to realize that this is a good three-point shooting team. Boston is a high-efficiency, high-volume three-point shooting team. They've been this team for a really long time. And so you're going to see maybe these totals get challenged to go over. I didn't play today, and it's not like today like when bla- like blazing by the total was just over the total today. I thought today might have been a look at it and to potentially look under the total. Um, but at the same, like, and think about it for two from that perspective. We've got a slow pace game. We've just got really elite shot making. If there's just any sort of dip in efficiency, these games go under. So I would look to play maybe under in game four. You know, if you're Steve Kerr, JVT, what adjustments can he make? Uh, you have a guy in Draymond Green who I've always thought is overrated, who's struggling greatly. Um, when they don't have Looney on the floor, they get totally dominated on the boards. You saw that mm-hmm. happen tonight. You know, Grant Williams, uh, Jason Tatum, Horford, those guys just are too big, you know, for the Warriors, you know, without Looney in the lineup. But when Looney's in the lineup, it's not a lot of production because Looney and Draymond now are on the court together. If you were Kerr, what adjustments, if any, would you make to try and, you know, create some advantages for, for the Warriors? Sean, Sean, I'm just not sure. I, I Honestly, I'm not sure what they do. And this isn't to, like, sell Golden State short as this terrible team, right? But, but I think, you know, when I wrote about this in the, in the finals preview, you know, one of the things that really sticks out to you about these rosters is just the size and strength discrepancy here. When you look at it for the Celtics, you know, there's the Celtics small ball lineup. Let's like we will we'll look at that. Right. You know, the Warriors at times the last couple of games, we've seen lineups where it's like Curry, Poole, Wiggins, Draymond and Clay. But when you're talking about that versus the smaller lineup of the Boston Celtics, which can still put out Al Horford right at center, who's six foot nine, who has Jason Tatum at six eight, Jalen Brown at six foot six, Marcus Smart at six foot four, and Grant Williams, who's sitting in at a six foot six and like you know two looks like two fifty, like he's huge. There's just such a discrepancy in size and strength and sturdiness that. I don't think the Warriors can really overcome. And you saw today, like with the Celtics, they're, they had two main goals it looked like on offense. One, it was, Curry, you're coming here. We're going to go after you on almost every single possession we possibly can. We're going to force you to get in potentially foul trouble, and we're going to make you a defender, and it really worked. I think they went 10 of 14 on attempts when Curry was the primary defender. And the other was just, we're going to get to the rim. We are bigger than almost every single one of these guys, and we have the strength to do so. And you saw that. like the, Their points in the paint advantage today was massive. I think they scored I think 50, nearly 50 points uh, in the paint in this game uh, against the uh, Golden State Warriors. Yeah, 52 to 26. Like, that's not going anywhere, Sean. So, like, if you're Steve Kerr, like, I think you're trying to scheme up more open looks for these guys from beyond the arc. But again, it goes back to what I told Tim. This is a roster of shot makers, not shot creators. And when Kerr is the only one who can create, you're, you're kind of behind the eight ball here. That's why I like the Celtics so much in the series. So, uh, I'm not going to, you know, sell the Warriors short, but there's a reason why I did bet the Celtics to win this thing in five. The potential's there because the advantages, I think, are there with this roster. Blame James Wiseman. 
<laughs> no, this is all his fault. He was drafted to be the skill big with size, and huh? he's, he you know, he's probably he somewhere play. with a thing full of Dunkin' Donuts or something right now. He could be helping us win. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And, and cash tickets. So I'm blaming James Wiseman. That's what, that's my final answer, JVT. You blame everyone but yourself. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the Sean King mantra there. Um, JVT, before we uh, let you run, final 20 seconds here. Um you know, biggest thing in your eyes uh, to look for for Game Four uh, for the Celtics? I, I think really they're they're the play, Tim. I would just say that three and a halfs are already gone. It's up to four. I think it's going to close in the range of five. Um, they have the advantages here. We're seeing these play out now. Got a lot of faith in this team, and and I think this uh, has the makings of a quick series, especially of course. Uh, uh, what happens on Friday, but look out for that. You can follow him on Twitter at me, JVT, is our senior NBA analyst. JVT is always stuff, man. JVT. appreciate it. Good to talk to you as always, guys. Thank you. There he is. Jonathan Von Tobel recapping the 116 110 Celtics win. This is the nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCasts wherever you get your podcasts. 116, 110, the final score tonight. 
as the Boston Celtics take a 2-1 series lead over the Golden State Warriors. Game three will be on Friday night in Boston. Right now, you're looking at a spread of four. Uh, actually, if you get it right now, DraftKings does still have a three and a half, but fours uh, here in town and uh, the total on the rise, 215.5 here at Circus and 214.5 as well. Uh, but a 116-100 victory for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Jalen Brown, 27 points, leading the Celtics. He hits his player prop over. Uh, Jason Tatum actually just goes a hair under Sean with 26 points, but he does finish with nine assists. That goes over. Doesn't get there on threes. <laughs> you look at that line for Jason Tatum. 27.5 was his over-under on points. He had 26. Six and a half was his over-under on rebounds. He had six. Five and a half was his over-under on assists. He had nine, so he went over there. And then three and a half was the threes, and he had three. So if you were just blindly going overs on Jason Tatum, uh, unfortunately, you fell just a, a, a bit shy. However, because of his nine assists, Sean, he does get his PRA over to 40. What are you laughing about? It's just so amazing how... Like, if you go back and and look at, like, your emotions, like, during the course of a game, like, you were on Boston. Good call by you. I know. But during the game, Marcus Smart does a fantastic job of oh. allowing other teams back in the game. Like, he drives at that free. point, like, you were, like, on the bottom side of the emotional roller coaster when you hit send on that tweet. No, I mean, Marcus Smart had five turnovers tonight, but he he does the, – the range of emotions for – Emmy Adoka on the other side has to be has to be so high. By the way, I also just saw your header in Twitter. I don't remember uh, signing off on on this. It happened. Aaron, uh, have you guys seen Tim's header on his Twitter? Yeah, it's when you were trying to tell me and Cody Decker why you were going into this dissertation why the Reds were going to actually do something. <laughs> That's glorious. <laughs> that is unbelievable. <laughs> Took a while for you to, to figure that out. Now, look, this is what I got. I got Ticket Cash and Assassins as mine, and you got your hands on your face. It's amazing how I get the short end of this stick all the time. Hashtag no accountability. He just tweeted out, blame James. <laughs> <laughs> it's all James Wise's it's so fault. Funny. It's so funny the differences between you and I. Because on Thursday night last week, in the third quarter, you said that the Celtics were going to get swept. They ended up winning that game. And well, it was looking like that at the time. Golden State was up 12. So because they were up 12 in a game, they were going to sweep the Celtics? No, it was game one, and at the end of the third quarter, Golden State was up 12. And it just was looking like I envisioned it would look pre-flop. But I've since been very candid about the fact that I feel like my Golden Warriors, my Golden State Warriors ticket, I could just use that to start a fire somewhere. Like, that has no chance of cashing. I just, and I'm blaming James Wiseman because all of their deficiencies, that's what he was drafted to feel, to be at length, athleticism, he and skill. He play a second this year, and they won the Western Conference. That speaks to how bad the Western Conference was this year. They well, got the luckiest end of the draw now. Well, well they hold, did. hold on. 
He got the luckiest end of the draw. Do you not recall you clowning the Celtics defense? Well, who have they played? They played a disinterested Nets. They, they got play, lucky, too. They played uh, Chris the, Middleton they, last hey, Bucks. Hey, they played the you Heat. You can't sit here and tell me you that try, if every, Middleton's healthy that, that every, the Celtics beat the Bucks. Every guest we went on, we had on, you tried to lead the witness. Now, I know, didn't say that. I don't do that. Oh, my I don't lead God. witnesses. Oh, my God. God. I don't lead witnesses. You would say, well, you know, the Bucks didn't have Chris Middleton in the Heat. They have no shot makers. You know, are, how good are they defensively? Well, I was interested in knowing, and I found out. Answer's pretty damn good. No. No? I, I don't know yet. You don't know yet? I mean, Golden State's playing terrible. Everyone, this is what you do. Everyone can't suck. The Celtics are pretty damn... They've held the Golden State Warriors, Sean, in their two wins to 27 points in the fourth quarter combined. Yeah, because they've been bad. I just... I can't. What? So when when they give them the Larry O'Brien trophy... Well, they're going to earn it. They're not going to give it to them. They're going to okay, earn it. They got to win four earn, games. They didn't earn it tonight. No, oh, they got one game closer to earning it. They didn't earn it in game no, one. I'm not taking anything away from Boston. You certainly see No, I'm not. I'm just saying I'm more disappointed in Golden State. Like, Boston's playing good defense, but Golden State also has a lot of self-inflicted wounds. I mean, Andrew Wiggins missed every three shot in the fourth quarter. They are all wide open. You don't think there's a reason why they let him shoot those threes? Well, I'm just saying. I mean – just like when they left Grant Williams open on the other end, but he made his. You know, so I'm more frustrated with the Warriors. Others, you know, Draymond Green had more fouls than he had points, rebounds, or assists. The Celtics' defensive rating tonight was 106.4. They're a good defensive team. Their defensive rating for the season was 106.2, which was tops. Yeah, they're a good the defensive team. I'm not arguing with that at all. Well, you tried to no, I'm not. before the series. I'm not arguing with that. I simply said if I'm Steve Kerr, I've got to get unconventional because the conventional way that the Warriors have played doesn't work against this Boston team. They just don't. You I'm got- sure. Look, they're gonna they're gonna make tweaks. I I honestly I know JVT said I'm not gonna bet Game Four. I felt much more confident. I felt confident about Game One. I'm Warriors money line. I didn't. <laughs> Listen, if the Warriors are gonna win Game Four. Or the game, this is only going five. Possible. So I'm gonna bank on. The Warriors winning game four. Also, a part of this is Boston doesn't like to play back-to-back good basketball games. That's kind of been their MO during the series. Am I wrong? Um, I think they played six and seven against the Bucks were good games back-to-back. But for yeah, the most part, yeah, for the most close. part, they've been kind of play good game, play bad game. Yeah. I would I mean, I, I said this would go seven. Wavering from that a little bit. I think Golden State's going to win yeah, another game. Golden State's going to win another well, the game. The only game they're going to win is four. If they you don't, don't think- win four, get, they get beat in five. At home? Yeah. They beat them at, at home already. Boss is great on the road. What they lost? What is it, six, seven and three or six and eight and three? Eight and three? Yeah. I mean, they're good on the road. By the way, the uh, the stat, once again, is since 2011. The winner of an NBA Finals game where the line is less than six is now 65-0-1 ATS. Yeah. 
And it happened again tonight. 116-100, the final score. Celtics win, and uh, Jalen Brown, 27. Jason Tatum, 26. Marcus Smart, 24. The MVP market, is, as JVT, as we chatted about it, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I think it's, as we said before the series, if the Warriors win, there's, it's just not even a debate. Like, there's no, there's no, we said this, we were consistent with it. There's no reason to get cute. If you like the Warriors, bet Steph Curry. And that's going to happen. I don't see any way, Sean, mm-hmm. that the Warriors win this series and it's not because of Steph Curry. Okay. I, I, do you disagree? No. So I, I still stick with that. But I felt like there was a possibility that it wasn't going to definitely be Jason Tatum. And Jalen Brown has emerged. And Jalen Brown uh, was, was really impressive tonight. 17 points in the first quarter, 27 tonight. And I'd be very interested to see if the vote was today, who would win it? Because I thought JVT made an interesting point about, you know, Jason Tatum did have 28 points in game two, but I didn't really think he played all that well. Right. So very, very curious. I wouldn't say there's value on either of them right now because it's, it's in the voters' hands. Um, but it's, it's interesting to see how that has adjusted uh, here in this series um, you know, for the Warriors or for the uh, Celtics tonight, 13 of 35 from three. A lot of the talk was they shot so extremely well. Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Derek White, game one on the road, got that win. I mean, tonight, Clay showed up. They combined for 56 points, Steph and Clay. Right. The Celtics shot good, not great from three, and they still were able to run away and win by 16. Good performance. But I'm over the NBA. Um, I have a major sweat going in the Boston Angels game. I need the Red Sox to score some runs like humans need oxygen. They're up to bat in the top of the ninth. We'll update on how that game goes on the other side of the break. It's the nightcap here on VSIN. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the Nightcap here on VSIN alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Celtics take a 2 1 series lead, 116 110, the final score. Tonight, Steph Curry goes over his player prop. Clay Thompson, well over his. Uh, but that's pretty much it for the Warriors this evening. And the Celtics uh, now have a 2-1 <clears throat> lead in the series. Uh, and uh, game three, game four will be on Friday night. We'll get into that in the final segment of the show. We got a game five tomorrow night involving your beloved Tampa Bay Lightning back at Madison Square Garden tomorrow night, Sean. Uh, you were all over, and rightfully so. The Lightning in Game Three, uh, Game Four, they covered everything. One in the three, uh, you know, the the, the three way money line, puck line, straight up, everything hit. The line has actually moved against them a little bit here in Game Five. Open minus one thirty one here at Circa. Has moved down to minus one twenty three, um, so some movement on the Rangers. What's your thought process heading into 
tomorrow night. I'm waiting on uh, the report tomorrow whether or not I'm going to get Braden Point. Okay, let's say for argument's sake, you don't get him. I still think the Lightning on the right side. Even with the line moving? Yeah. I mean, I felt like money was going to come on the Rangers because of the, the way the splits have gone. You know, the Rangers' entire Carolina series before uh, went home team hell court, you know. So far, this series has kind of mirrored that one in a lot of ways. I can see how, you know, they think getting back to New York. I still think Tampa's kind of figured New York out a little bit. Rangers have won eight straight at home. But, to your point, uh, Vasilevsky has has really stepped it up uh, in net, at least the two games in, uh, in Tampa. Um, as you mentioned, Braden Point, he has not been ruled out yet. Uh, John Cooper said he'd be surprised if Braden Point plays in Game 5, but doesn't know yet. This was uh, early this morning. I hope they don't play him and we still can find a way to win. He's at least not ruled out for the series, so he's not a definite out as each game goes on. Certainly sounds like John Cooper's alluding to he won't be playing. Mm-hmm. However... Uh, not officially ruled out yet uh, coming back from injury there. And they've, they found a way to tie it up, two games apiece, uh, winning game three in the closing seconds of regulation. And then really yesterday, I thought for the most part, just kind of dominated. I think the they figured the Rangers out. I really do. You know, and I just got to keep doing what they're doing. You know, Lightning are so versatile. You know, they can play the game so many different kinds of ways. You know, they found a way to, to limit the Rangers' opportunities to get breakaways and easy chances. And Vasilevsky's made some tough saves. And then, you know, the amount of pressure they've put on Igor Shosturkin has really increased. So I don't think much changes in game five. You know, again, hockey is a tricky sport. Rangers hit the post a couple times. The Lightning's hit the post a couple times. You know, if a couple of those go in, you know, then, then some of these games probably could be different. But I'm sticking with the, the two-time defending champs. I just think they figured out the Rangers and – too experienced, too talented, too much for this Rangers team this year. Uh, I won't be playing uh, a side tomorrow because I'm already invested in on the Lightning. I took them after game three, plus 120 to win the series. Uh, that series uh, price has obviously flipped quite considerably. Lightning sitting at minus 165. I know you've kind of invested multiple ways uh, throughout this series, Sean. Um, when you look at the Lightning right now, it's interesting, based at DraftKings, that the uh, the favorite is for this to go six. But they are the favorite, the Lightning are, in game five on the road. And they, they definitely were, will be the favorite. Oh, absolutely. In game six. I mean, they were minus, what, minus 180 for game, uh, game four uh, down there in Tampa. So, um, For arguments at the Cigar Lounge, the Lightning winning games three through six would be tremendous for me. Well, yeah, because you're not winning arguments here right now. So. I gave you, you had a good call on the Celtics. What else do you want me to say? <laughs> well, I'm just going to remind you. Yeah, you had a good call. And it's not over yet. Because if, if the Warriors win game four, which you've already predicted, uh, you will be in full peacocktivity, and you'll be reminding me nonstop. The Giants just won, and I'm not exactly sure I think how. Charlie Blackman made an error in right field. And what, he dropped the ball? No, I think it was a ground ball. I think he was going to hold up at third, and the Giants were able to score on He's that. already thrown one guy out tonight. Yeah, so man on second, 1-1 game. 
bottom 10. Blackman's coming in, oh, and wow. it just goes under his glove. Oh, wow. I imagine they would have held him at third. Let's see. They're going to show the replay. Yeah, he was stopping. Yeah. Yeah, they held him up at third, and then it went underneath his glove. So, Wow. The Giants beat the Rockies in 10. I've seen more out Major League Baseball outfielders do this this year. It's unbelievable how these athletes lack concentration now. I, I mean, I've seen this happen multiple times. And all it takes is start trying to be cute and get down there and put your body in front of the ball with your glove, right? Uh, as a coach, man, this is, keeps you up at night. By the way, just uh, poking around the uh, MLB scoreboard, uh, Padres are the yeah. Padres have found some groove, man. I figured Chris Bassett had some regression. I bet the Padres tonight. Uh, Brewers won. Th- or the Padres took three out of four from the Brewers. Dropped game one to the Mets. Won yesterday seven to nothing, and they have just pulverized the Mets tonight. It is thirteen to two in the ninth inning. And as you mentioned, Chris Bassett tonight, three and a third. He allowed seven runs, six of them earned on uh, on seven hits. So uh, the Mets uh, have dropped two of three to the Padres here in this series. So it's not over yet, but down 13 to two in the top of the ninth inning. Yeah. I think the Mets are about to regress a little bit. Pete Alonso got hurt. He didn't play tonight. They're already missing uh, DeGrom to begin the season. Scherzer. Scherzer got hurt. I just They're starting to get injured, and they've kind of been overachieving, I thought, at the plate slightly. So I do see some regression you know, coming into this Mets team. Don't want, hey, don't look now. The Braves have won seven straight. The Braves are playing some really good baseball. They're starting to hit the ball better. The Phillies won again today. They still have one of the worst bullpens in baseball. Agreed. But but I guess the manager change has – Inspired them. I'm not buying the Phillies yet, but I'll I'll buy a little stock on the Braves. Maybe not to win the division, but um, this is kind of eerily similar to what the Braves were last year. Yeah, around were, this time they were way down. I they mean, end I, up winning it all. I thought my uh, I thought my 16 to one preseason ticket on the Braves was might as well light it on fire at the All Star break, but uh, here they come, and and there's a reason that the odds haven't shifted too drastically against the Braves because. They got the pedigree. They won it all last year. Now they're getting hot. Expanded playoff field. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to just stay on the Reds. I, th- I thought you liked good teams. Yankees got smashed tonight with Nestor Cortez on the mound, who's been phenomenal this year. He had a bad game. Yankees' first team in the majors to 40. They look really good. I don't know what the Yankees are right now to win the uh, short World Series, but I mean, short. They they look strong, and they're not even all the way healthy right now, and they're playing like this. But again, they've got some pitchers that you know are having career best years, but they're five to one. It's not bad because I don't think that number is going to get better. You're right. You know, I think forty and sixteen. Right, so. four to five to one. I think is the best you're going to get on them. By the you know, way, if you're a believer in Boston, Boston seven and three in their last ten. Toronto seven and three. Like I think now is the time to kind of get in on some of these teams that had expectations before the year that maybe weren't playing as well as people thought that are starting to to look like what we thought they were pre-flop. Boston's interesting um, with the two wild cards and well, they're relieving their bullpen is goof. Uh, right now. Uh, sorry, with the three wild cards, I beg your pardon, now with six teams in the playoffs. The, wild card, the Red Sox are in the playoffs right now. Oh, I know. Which is, and 
and they're they're they've won six straight. Um, by the way, the Angels uh, are three outs away from dropping. This would be fourteen. Fourteen in a row. They were twenty-seven and seventeen, and they have dropped. Got a good man. Thirteen fire. in a row, and it is one to nothing right now in the bottom of the ninth inning. Seeing if the uh, the Red Sox can cap off another victory uh, out there in Anaheim. So that is uh, one of the final games closing up here uh, on this evening. But the Red Sox, yeah, they're playing better. Uh, they are. They're plus 40 in the run differential, Sean. That's the third best in the American League, despite their record being 29-27. and 27. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, the Red Sox could be an interesting team to keep an eye on uh, as they now have one out in the ninth inning. So, uh, there you go. Take a look at a little baseball. Uh, we'll get some final thoughts on Sean tomorrow for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning trying to take a 3-2 series lead over the Rangers and get you everything you need to know on all the adjustments, series price, finals MVP, as the Celtics take care of the Warriors tonight, 116 to 110. Wrapping things up on the other side. It's the Nightcap here on BC. VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $39, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. For the next few months, well, they're going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it. That includes Adam Burke's daily best bets in Major League Baseball. JVT will have his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Shout out to Jonathan Von Tobel, winner tonight. Celtics minus three and a half. Andy McNeil, he breaks down the action on the ice. We'll also have plenty of NFL preseason coverage. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Not to mention our best bets and premium articles on golf, UFC, whatever you want, we've got it. And if you want that VEASAN full experience, features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost only 39 bucks to be a subscriber July 31st. Sign up now, VEASAN.com slash summer. Wrapping things up here on the Nightcap, that's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Celtics win tonight, 116 to 100. Uh, they cover the closing number of three and a half. The total goes over the closing number of 214 and a half. And the Celtics now have a 2-1 series lead over the Warriors. I think we uh, overlooked something on the show today, too. We didn't give a couple shout-outs. Okay. Cooper Cup, give him 75 of those things. Yeah. Oh, Denver Broncos, new owner. Welcome to the National Football League. Undeniably the number one entertainment option for Americans. $1.65 billion. Ooh, I know John Elway. Wish he took that 20% from Mr. Bowling. Yep. Oh, we. But he's still doing okay. Also, Baker Mayfield got alerted that he cannot show up to work and keep getting paid. <laughs> Shout out to the Cleveland quarterback. Uh, did, we didn't acknowledge Aaron Donald. No, we didn't talk about that last What night. was his extension for? Um, 60 million guaranteed over two. I think it was three for 95. Ooh. I want to say something like that. <clears throat> as, as we asked uh, Jason Lockett for earlier in the show, Sean, the cap doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Well, I just think because you can push the money around. Yeah, you can. You can. If you. Want to work at it and maneuver it and massage it. Yeah. I mean, Cooper Cup, I believe, is now the highest paid offensive player, not at quarterback, and Aaron Donald's the highest defensive paid. I mean, my thing is, I don't understand why the cap even exists. The only thing these leagues should have is a minimum, a threshold where you have to spend at least this much on player salary. I don't think they should have like a cap, not like a ceiling to the cap. Baseball don't have a cap. They have luxury tax. Yeah, what I mean. So some teams want to avoid that, so they don't have to pay the, the price, and then and it resets. I mean, there are plenty of other <clears> teams. <throat> I mean, basketball, I mean, the luxury tax for the, the Warriors right now is out of control. I don't know who they're spending it on. <laughs> so, yeah, about paying these old guys after they're already old. Steph, Steph's pretty good. Yeah, I ain't got no issue with Steph making his money, but... They over the salary cap. It's more than just stuff. Well, Wiggins is a max guy, or he gets paid a whole lot of money. I do have to give a shout-out to Draymond Green. If you guys have not heard the post-game press conference, he turned the press conference into a reporter's question about something that was said on his podcast. His ability to deflect is elite. It is. 
And these reporters don't understand it. Why are you asking about this podcast when he just had more fouls than points, more fouls than rebounds, more fouls than assists? Like, stop trying to get cute. Just hold him accountable. He played terrible. He said that. He said he played like. Yeah, and then he went. Then he then he started making jokes about the dude in the podcast. See, that's what you, that's deflect. As an athlete, that's called deflect. Because now the people are going to put the clip up of you and the reporter arguing about is that like something said on the is podcast? That like when 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 I bet the Celtics and you bet the Warriors and you say hashtag blame James. Yeah, is that absolutely. Deflecting? All right. Well, that's that's a little bit of like comedy, like mm-hmm. sarcastic comedy. You know, I, I thought I was a stand up at one so, point. I mean, you should be proud of Draymond. Why? Because you deflect like a champion, and, and clearly no, I'm very direct on on his performances. Well, on his, but you have to bring some some levity to it as well. You know, it's not like a malicious attack on him. I'm just a news anchor, just reporting the news. Well, I mean, earlier tonight, you, you looked at me and said, "Who's got the better roster?" Kind of gave me a little stare, a little twinkle. Uh, I was feeling, I was feeling a little peacockish. Yeah, you know, uh, third quarter there, but I came to my senses quickly. Well, we'll see. There's. The beauty of the NBA Finals is that there will be a Game 4, and a team that's won three championships in the past decade has an opportunity to make adjustments, and we'll see if they do. Um, right now they are a four-point underdog heading into Game number 4. Uh, you know, One guy we didn't mention I thought was, was a really key cog tonight was Robert Williams. I mean, he was second-team All-NBA all defense, and you, know, you look at how vital he was. He was attacking the glass. He got four blocks tonight, three steals. He wasn't 100% healthy. We saw that in the Bucs series, the Heat series. He's still not 100% healthy. But when he is out there for spurts, Sean, playing like he played tonight, this Celtics team won't lose the NBA Finals. Now, this is the shortest period in between games we will get the entirety of the playoff in the Finals here, right? We just have one day off. They're back at it on Friday. I'd be curious to see Robert Williams, how healthy he is come Friday night because he was a difference maker tonight. Even though he only played 26 minutes, 10 rebounds, four blocks, three steals, eight points, plus 21 when he was on the floor, he was a massive difference maker. And how is he going to feel with that knee come Friday night with just one day in between? That's my big question. Yeah, and I think what's important is that he doesn't have to endure the altitude yeah. on the flight, you know, because game four is in Boston as well. So he gets to go sleep in his own bed tonight. And uh, that, that's big because when you have lingering issues, you know, getting on an airplane doesn't help them. You know, being in that altitude, a lot of people, you know, wear compression socks or compression, you know, tights or something, you know, when they have areas that they don't want to inflame and swell. So. That's beneficial to him, but I'm not going to give him too much credit because they're playing midgets, and he should be dominating against this shorter, leaner you know, basketball team. Steve Kerr got to make some adjustments. Yeah? Yeah, he does. And I just look at his team and say, man, Kevin Durant left because of Draymond. The Warriors chose Draymond, Draymond over Durant. He could have stayed. Single, triple. Triple, single. Shout out to the Draymond Green podcast. <laughs> Warriors come back and win this series? <laughs> yeah, they come back and get a chance to hear that uh, amazing version of the uh, national anthem we got tonight. By the way, shout out to whoever that was that sung that. That was a great job. But as far as winning the game. Full of shout outs. Tonight. As far as winning the game, no shot. Yeah, they're done. Cooked. 
All right, you want to check mark me for my win? Well, I will. I'm just saying, my faith is gone. My, I just unless Kerr's willing to do what I'm advising, which is I'm, what try something else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> try something else. You don't think he's trying that? What you, oh, Jordan, Jordan Olay Pool, get him out there. He hey, shot nothing. Hey, what, what, what do you want him to do? Hey. You just said that Robert Williams, you didn't give him any credit, even though I give this whole dissertation. You just don't give me any credit. I, I, bench, I bench Draymond. I, I, I start Kaminga in Draymond's spot. Yeah. Okay. And hopefully he gets I'm sure. I'm sure that would go swimmingly well. No, I'm just, because, I want him to because, get upset. Because the one game they won was a massive reason was him. Yeah, he had 11 rebounds. He did. He, he, he actually rebounded the ball in that game. He only had nine points. I'm not saying he yeah. played well. Yeah, he had a, he played I'm talking about in the game they won, game two. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he'll get mad and play better. Sometimes I'll do that as a coach. You know what to agitate one of your stars. You do you and you get him agitated, and he plays better because he's trying to prove to you that you were wrong. And either way, we win. I'm just saying, man, what this is gonna do to Steph Legacy, like how it was gonna benefit it and enhance it. Nothing. It's this gonna does, do the opposite. This does nothing. Yes, it does. Nothing. He's won three titles. Yeah. He's been to six NBA championships. We're talking about GOAT talk. We're not talking about like that He's little. He's never been in the GOAT discussion. This was his opportunity. No, this was no, his opportunity no, to no, get into no, the GOAT conversation. No. no oh, yes, no, it was. No, it wasn't. It's not a lot of guys no. walking the face of the planet that have four. It was not. It's not a lot of guys walking the face of the planet that have four. It was maybe top ten. All right. Stop. All right. He's an all-time elite player. Saying, Steph, nothing about this. Steph, make this happen. Nothing about make this, this happen, changes. Steph. And now when they mention that upper, upper, upper echelon, they got to say light skin too. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's just facts, man. It's not facts. It's by the way, go lightning is, tomorrow. By the way, that is the that is the example of a go go lightning tomorrow. Uh, unlike game four, I won't be playing puck line or or. Getting crazy with the alternate uh, puck line, but I probably will play three-way lightning win tomorrow. That's probably how I'll approach it. Warriors fall to the Celtics tonight, 116-100. Scott Seidenberg up next for Sean. I'm Tim. See ya. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.